Welcome to the tea show. Oh, thank you. I am your host, T, and tonight we're going to dive into the Two at Tea series where we talk about people who triumphed against all the odds. Can you guess who this is, Two at Tea? She was born in Los Angeles to an unemployed mother. At the age of four, her mom tried to turn her against her dad following their divorce and then moved her and her sister to rural Kentucky, where they wore secondhand clothes and occasionally lived without electricity or indoor plumbing. Her mother struggled to raise her and her sister on a nurse's salary, and her mother's volatile relationships with men were traumatizing for her. She witnessed inappropriate sexual behavior and even saw her mom pull a gun on one man. When she was in middle school and her mom started dating her soon-to-be husband, they would be, according to her, wildly sexually inappropriate in front of me and my sister. A horrific reality for me was that when Pop was around, I would have to listen to a lot of loud sex in a house with thin walls. It was what she now recognizes as covert sexual abuse. Her own sexual abuse started as a preteen when she was in the second grade. An old man lured her into an empty storeroom by telling her he would give her a quarter to play a pinball machine. He then molested her, groping her, and sticking his tongue in her mouth. She tried to tell her parents, but no one believed her. They told her that's not what he meant, that he was a nice old guy. She continued to be abused by numerous men, including a family member. The volatility in her home, including attending 13 schools before she was 18, made her feel unloved and unwanted. She considered suicide before she was even in her teens. She said, there were many days after school I would expertly check the chamber, load bullets, give it a spin, and with a jerk of my wrist, click the chamber into place, cock the trigger, and then hold the gun to my right temple. To me, the way my family lived was already killing me. Her mom and sister sought fame and fortune, signing with RCA Records in 1983, which took them on the road, and she was left alone with her dad at home. She was raped while she was a 15-year-old model working in Japan on a school break by a Frenchman who offered to give her a ride home. The painful sexual experiences continued. An adult male model who lived above me attempted to force me to perform oral sex on him, and I was able to persuade him to stop, she writes in her All That Is Bitter and Sweet memoir. We'll be right back after this short break. Now back to our story. She attended the University of Kentucky, where she majored in French and spent a semester studying in France as part of her major. She then drove to Hollywood, where she studied with acting teacher Robert Carnegie at Playhouse West. She started with a small role in two 1991 episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation, while she worked as a hostess at the Ivy Restaurant and lived in a Malibu rental house, which burned down in 1993. Her sister then leased her a historic farmhouse and 10 acres of land in Williamson County, Tennessee. Soon, Oliver Stone, who had seen her in her debut film, cast her in Natural Born Killers, but her scenes were later cut from the version of the film released theatrically. Regardless, she went on to become a star in her own right, having leading roles in films including Norma Jean and Marilyn. 
Kiss the Girls, Double Jeopardy, High Crimes, and Divergent Series, Insurgent, among others. She left Hollywood after a marriage to Dario Franchetti in 2001 and spent her time in her husband's home in Scotland and on a Tennessee farm that she now shares with her mother and sister. Her sexual abuse and shame still continued to cause her depression. So in 2006, she checked into Shades of Hope Recovery Center in Texas, where she sought help to come to terms with her childhood. She then started doing global humanitarian work as a youth AIDS global ambassador and earned a master's degree in public administration from Harvard's John F. Kennedy School of Government. Her fame wasn't without struggles. In June 2007, Goody's Family Clothing announced they were going to be releasing three fashion clothing lines with her, but they declared bankruptcy a year later due to slow sales. In 2011, she co-starred with Patrick Dempsey in the film Flypaper. It grossed only $1,100 total in its very limited theatrical release and received a 17% Rotten Tomatoes rating. She was the face of American Beauty and Estee Lauder cosmetic brand, but in 2012, her image suddenly disappeared from their website. That same year, she starred as Rebecca Winstone on the ABC series Missing. The series was not renewed for a second season. She was divorced from her husband in 2013. In October 2017, she was one of the first stars in Hollywood to publicly accuse producer Harvey Weinstein, co-founder of Miramax, of sexual harassment, which she said occurred during the filming of Kiss the Girls. This courageous act encouraged over 40 women to come forward with their stories of abuse. On April 30, 2018, she filed a defamation and sexual harassment lawsuit against him, stating that he hurt her career by spreading lies about her after she rejected his sexual advances. Can you guess who this is to a T? This is superstar Ashley Judd. Thanks for listening. I am T signing off until next weekend. In the meantime, always remember, you are a shining star. So always go after your dreams.